always said this story or like a few times over the years of how when you guys started skiing together you weren't probably the best uh, testing guy out there right yeah well tell me your version <clears throat> like what were those first days like testing stuff with 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 bob because i'm assuming just by virtue of the, of your journey over your experiences with andy now it was Candyland. like you had a guy that knew how to to tinker with skis yeah. and you had almost by virtue of your job the access to try a lot of stuff like was that an exciting time for you how was it it was it was exciting but it was kind of confusing a little bit because i would um at that point i wasn't that much of a tinker mm -hmm. i mean i had he had filed on a ski or whatever. I'd done this thing, but it wasn't much. You know, it was like a little bit, not much. Right. You know, it was more changing the fins, bindings. I'm playing with bindings a lot. But um, so I didn't have a whole ton of experience as far as like testing skis or changing from one ski to another and how it feels and what needs to be changed and what's happening under the feet. I would, I would just basically do it when I was younger by skiing a lot and changing the fin a lot and keeping notes and that kind of stuff. But then when Bob came in the boat, it'd be kind of like, you know, I was the beginner, beginner, beginner. And then I have this guy that's got 30 years of solid ski testing all the way back from the wood days, asking me questions that I didn't even know were questions. Right. And, you know, he would just be saying, well, what do you, what's happening with the pressure on the ski here? Or is it bending like this? Or do we need to be stiffer there? Or I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, it's like, pfft. Like right, right. right away, head blown. I think my head was so blown, I wasn't even able to ski. And I'll be like, I don't know. It just feels different. Yeah, that's I'm what like, he said you were saying. I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. This, the, as broad as my knowledge is, and you got to think back to skiing with like Ferraro and, and Rini and some of these guys, I was, I was more made to be like a robot than to be a self-thinker. Mm -hmm. It was almost discouraged over the last couple of years to not be a thinker in yeah. a way. And even, you know, when I first got with HO, it was very much, I was the, you know, I was bottom of the barrel as a young kid. I was the rookie coming in. You got Wade, you got Sully, Eddie, Rossi. They were like the main, main guys in there. Right. So then suddenly fast forward a couple of years, they've all left. There's Dave, me, Bob, CP, Wade. And we're at Wade's and I'm being asked all these questions. It's like, I should know what I'm doing because I'm, you know, I'm world champion. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what probably Bob might've struggled with at the beginning, right? Like, he has Will Asher in front of him. He has already won worlds, like great skier, yeah. but he can't tell me what he feels on the ski, yeah. which I guess for someone like him and his brother who their skiing journey was tied in with tinkering with skis, yeah. to him it must have been unthinkable, right? Like how think, can he not feel things? Yeah, I think or, so. Or how can he not verbalize them, right? You certainly felt different, but you couldn't really answer his questions, right? Yeah. To him it must have been confusing. Yeah, I was like, well, well when I... When I take my speed on the gauge and I have two hands long and attack, the ski doesn't work. So what else you got for me? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, did, I was like, that's all I had. Right, right. I mean, I had feel. I had, you know, we, we played a lot. So I think I was able, I was really able to take something that maybe didn't work and then make it work in a way. Like I was able to have the athleticism. Um, like you were adapting to the piece of carbon underneath you, but that then it didn't necessarily mean it was a better, like towards the right direction or better yeah. ski or, yeah. Yeah, and if my ski changed, it's because I got on the newer model of the ski, mm -hmm. you know, from year to year. It wasn't like I was implement, instrumental in making the, the gains on a ski. Yep. So, you know, for a lot of years it was, well, that ski looks like it's skiing really well. Let's get that ski or 
you know, that, that kind of thing. Right. So then working with Bob, it became pretty clear pretty quick that maybe I had to do some things because we were essentially a brand new ski company. Um, Bob wasn't, you know, he wasn't skiing. He, he, he was already long retired, very passionate. But he's like, this is on you guys. Like, you're going to have to, you know, you're going to have to work to, to figure, figure this out. I'll be here and I'll, he's like, I'll put in the work from my side. I'll put in the blood, sweat and tears and I'll give you, I'm opening up my knowledge bank and we're, we'll do everything we can, but you know, we got to get this ball rolling. You got to be committed doing your part of the job. Yeah. I mean, like kind of hats off to Wade and, you know, he's like, well, here's, here's like my flex pattern that, that saw me through my career and this is where I got to. And so we were able to use like his knowledge and where he had gotten and we were able to talk about some of the skis he had had in the past and, and use that to kind of springboard forward. You know, so we can go back to the, Dave could go back to the factory, had the old molds. He could, he could then start to build layups because he didn't have any of that. Mm. Like when he got there, I mean, I don't really want to tell Dave's story, but he's like, as he would say, he, he got to the factory and he'd ask people what his job is. And he's like, you're the boss, man. Like <laughs> no one else here knows what your job is. You got to make it up. Right. So he had to figure out, you know, how do you build a ski? How do you put a piece of foam in a mold? How do you build a mold? How do you, what's a layup? What's the resin carbon ratio? All this stuff. Right. And I think that transition couldn't have come at a better time for me in my career because I was given what Dave is really good about is, is, is communicating with people and have, have them come along with him on the journey. So what he's always been great with me is if something comes up, he'll call me and he'll want to talk about it. And, and if he has an idea, he'll talk through it. And he's, he's never been a guy to, if he has an idea, it's my idea. And you're just the guy that's going to ski on the ski eventually. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's always been very inclusive. I don't know if you felt that too with him. On absolutely. The team. Yeah, absolutely. And I see it with everybody on the team. Like he treats everyone equally and he, um, yeah, he's, he's told me a lot about that, but um, so I went from being super green and the, let's say the transition from, from that greenness and not really being able to express what I was feeling came from working with Bob, but probably more just because of proximity would be working with Chris. Mm-hmm. So I was in, I was in Orlando and I was speaking to Bob on the phone. I'm like, man, I, um, I think we really need to do this. Or he was like, yeah, I think we should do this, whether it's a width change on a ski or a rocket change or a bevel or a flex. Because Bob is based in, in California, yeah, obviously. Bob's yeah. in Truckee. Yeah. I was like, you know, we kind of need to do it now. He's like, well, the best thing you can do is, you know, go see my brother, go see KLP. I was like, I didn't really, I didn't know KLP at all. You know, he's like, don't worry about it. I'll call him. You go over there. He'll sort it out. And, first time with KLP we hit it off like big time right like the amount of time I spent with that guy working on skis is unbelievable yeah Nicole would always say if I if you didn't come back smelling like carbon and sweat I would think you're cheating on me because it'd be Chris and I in his shed until three o'clock in the morning grinding on skis cutting on skis figuring out ways to manipulate the stuff that we wanted to happen on a ski Mm mm-hmm Interesting because so then it became from like a you know I guess being green as you call it and not being able to express it 
to them being given yet another opportunity to learn more mm. and you just went full on right like i mean oh, man i was like a sponge right like, i was a dry sponge being thrown into a lake <laughs> and uh, I'm, uh, probably the only way i could i could explain how it felt would be you know you're watching a a pantomime or a theater like live show and then you know you got all the puppets in the foreground but then someone lifts the curtain from behind you see all the inner workings and all the people pulling the strings right that's pretty much how it felt to me you know i i would i'd just seen a, a ski and I'd, I'd always heard stories of you know you cut one down the middle and left ski was a d3 and the right ski was an o'brien i was like what the hell is that even that's that's not a thing like, right. how does it stay together why how doesn't it break so we i mean essentially i came at the right time for Chris and it was just like we just hit it off yeah so and, and he obviously I don't know KLP very well but it seems to me that like he kind of took you under his wing and said say okay let me show you what I know in a sense yeah. and then you guys started exploring together yeah. so yeah obviously that that great great side of things but was it like what were you e what were you eager to learn in those days was it the actual manual aspect of it like how do you modify or was it more about like to express it verbally or do the two things go together? Like there's no, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, he has progressed along the way a lot. I mean, to start with, I was really curious, like how do you change the flex on a ski? Like that just seemed super complicated to me or how do you change the width on the ski? Mm -hmm. that, that kind of stuff. Um, I know that's, that was like the first thing we did was a flex change. Like I needed to be stiffer under the back foot so I could get a bit more acceleration. Right. And went over there and Chris like basically showed me how to do it. You know, he didn't have to. He could have been like, well, leave the ski with me. You know, you know, I'll give it to you tomorrow or next right. week. But he didn't. He, he like opened his arms and opened, basically gifted me a whole world that you never would have been able to learn by yourself. Like I, I never in a million years would have learn the things that Chris and Bob have taught me right over the last 10 15 years like there's no there's no way I could have I mean once you've done it it's kind of simple but until you've done it it's like there's no way you would have dreamt that up it doesn't even matter and it's and and to be able to work with Chris like especially what I know now Chris Chris has done more with skis than anybody else in the world mm -hmm. so take me Bob, Andy, you, you name it. Anyone you can think of that's done something to a ski in that, that regard, Nick Parsons, you know, yeah. add, add them all in the mix. Chris has done more than all of us combined. That's so crazy. It's just, and I, I just say that because I, I know like the stuff we did, you know, f for the years that we worked together and, you know, just tinkered and messed around with stuff. He hasn't slowed down and he's been doing that since he was 13.